Welcome back to Bleeding Blue. This is a New York Football Giants history podcast. What we have done the last three weeks. We're rocking and rolling on the Talking Giants YouTube. We're back on the podcast app for the last three weeks. We talked NFC Championship history. And then we also talked, my good friend Snacks and I, who was also here, we talked the four Super Bowls. We did one episode where we devoted a the 86-87 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 21, and then Super Bowl 42. And then the other Super Bowl episode, we talked about Super Bowl 25 and Super Bowl 46. So if you're seeing us for the first time, if you're like, what is this? What's going on? Hello, my name's Justin. I'm also on Talking Giants and Bleeding Blue. New York Football Giants History Podcast. We talk about the history of the Giants. And with me is one of my best friends, Snacks, Nikki Snacks. How are you doing, Snacks? I'm doing extremely well, Justin. Uh, thanks for asking. I hope you're doing well. Sounds like you're doing well. You sound pretty jubilant. Yeah, yeah, energetic. Um, yeah. We're we're approaching kind of like a new stage of Bleeding Blue where, you know, we're stemming away from the regular football season, you know, in our, in in real time. So we're not going to be talking about games. We're going to have some different themes of episodes, which I think is, uh, kind of exciting. I think it's really, it's where, it's where we, it's where we really separate ourselves as a unique show as we, we kind of are already the only New York football giants history podcast. So exciting snacks. There's something I want to send to you to start off the show and I need you to react to it. Okay, oh I'm gonna I'm gonna text you something. Is this this is a surprise? This is how we're starting off the show. All right, I'm a little nervous. It's not like you naked or something, right? No, oh, I wish. Don't tell me with the good time here. And I need you to turn up the volume and play it live on air. You don't need to show the screen. Hey, Snacks, it's Blake Martinez from New York Giants. Your buddies Dan and Justin sent this request for you. Um, they let me know that you were also bummed. I didn't make the Pro Bowl and didn't get uh, the All-Pro votes this year. Um, but just adds an extra chip on my shoulder, and I'm excited to get back at it for next year. It's going to be even better um, than this last year. So get ready, and I hope to be able to see you at a game or a practice or something Giant-related in the near future. Go Giants! <laughs> so if you're wondering why this is so funny... Very good friend of the program and close friend of ours, Danny Behan and I, we collaborated to purchase, I forget how much it was. We split it 50-50. I think it was like 80 bucks. It might have been He more. charges that much? I, th- I think it actually might have been more. I think I paid 80 bucks. I have no clue. Um, so Snacks doesn't, you've probably heard here and there if you're really a, a cune, acute listener, I don't know what the word, in tune listener of Bleeding Blue. Snacks does not like Blake Martinez. Snacks, I need you to describe why you do not like Blake Martinez. Okay, I will. First of all, I am so pissed right now. You have no idea. I thought I was coming in here. We're going to have a great episode. And I had to hear that fucking schnook on the goddamn start saying my name and then say, saying all the things I hate about. All right, so listen, I shouldn't say that. I, you Or you shouldn't say I don't like Blake. I like Blake Martinez, the football player. He's pretty good, although I will never forgive him for quitting in Baltimore and in Arizona when he just showed no effort. However, I can't stand him on social media. I cannot. When it was when it was shown that he was he was vote for me, vote for me for the Pro Bowl, vote for me, vote for me, all pro, all pro, blah, 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 just crying for votes, and then he doesn't make it, and then he starts crying some more on the Twitter. I was. I was beyond myself. I couldn't take, I couldn't believe that I'm a, I'm a fan of this team rooting for this guy. Just stop. 
He all he was doing was crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. Anything he did on the football field makes a lot of tackles. That's that's wow, great. He's a good football player. Regardless, everything he does on the football field thrown out the window by what he did those few weeks on social media. I couldn't stand replying to Instagram posts on the NFL page. Oh, where's 54 in blue? Oh my god. Oh my god, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. As so now I'm pissed. I am officially pissed. And as, I think I officially don't like him, even as a football player. I don't like him. What do you mean? He gave he just gave you this nice message. He got paid to do it. I told myself I wouldn't drink tonight either. Oh, you're you're drinking. Yeah, you bet you your fucking ass I am. Are you're, you kidding me with that? You're drinking. I if we could trade him for a peanut butter jelly sandwich, I would take it. And I would take all the dead cat. How about a hot dog and some pretzels? Hot dog, uh, uh, a hot, a hot pretzel, a hot dog, and a donut. Yeah. Fuck! I am so pissed. I can't wait to text Danny after this too. What a way to start off the show, motherfucker. You know what? When we're doing Bleeding Blue, a Giants history podcast, fifteen years from now, I can guarantee we will never mention that scumbag's name. What do you mean? He's the best uh, Giants linebacker since Antonio Pierce. No, he's not. Name me one other linebacker. Michael Bowling. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, he's not a scumbag. He seems like a really nice guy. Really personal guy. Really. Uh, Didn't Michael Bowling like, hit a woman? I don't know. He won me a Super Bowl, though. So See, that is that is true. Whatever. Blake Martinez won me, didn't win me a game. He was non-instrumental in any of the, the wins that we had. None. All right, so Snacks' bias against Blake Martinez is a little, is a little bit him. more personal than anything. Hate him. And it, you, doesn't, it, does, it doesn't take much for me to hate you, but when I do, it takes a lot for you and me not to hate you. And, I mean, you give you give your all every Sunday for this team. You know, the amount of wine that you drink, uh-huh. the, the amount of dominoes that you eat that gives you so much Ajita, and you have Ajita problems to begin with. Yeah. And you don't ask for one thank you. No. I don't ask for shit. I ask for 100% effort, which he didn't give in two games. And I have videos of that. I ask for nothing. Nothing. I'm not even asking for wins. I, well, I mean, I am. I'm sure we all are. But every Monday morning, I wake up feeling like the most disgusting piece of shit in the world. Like I'm an 85-year-old man, and I'm not even 28 yet. Because you gave your all. I gave my all. I have no voice. I have no stomach lining. I have a headache that's as long as the Mississippi River. Mm. And I, I ain't get shit in return. I get I get a fucking cameo from a crybaby that I want nothing to do with. Start the fucking show. The Giants History Podcast. Yeah, whatever. But we had to do that. We, D- Danny and I, we had to do that. Um, <sighs> that was great. That was some great stuff. Good job. Good job. Fuck both of you. You and Danny. Yeah, yeah. You good. hear that, Danny? I know, I know Danny's watching, so fuck you, Danny. Good, good. Get it out. Yeah. And I, I've already used but the, the, the fuck word quota of the episode already. And I'm, yeah. we're not even 10 minutes in. We, there's a good chance we're not even fucking monetize this episode because we didn't make it like the three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck YouTube too. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, let's Snacks, why don't you describe what we're actually doing this episode and what this episode is about? Would you yeah, like I'll to do tr- that? I'll try. I'll yeah. try. All right. So... Um, as we break into the off season and whatnot, we we have a I have a little thing that I do on my on my uh, fantasy football show, Fade the Public, 
at Big Dogs Got Eats called Snacks Pantry. So it's at the end of an episode, and it's a list of uh, five or six things that is of my belief, my opinions, nothing else. So it's not like fact-related, not stat-related, nothing like that. It's my opinion, and I have a lot of them. A lot like of Blake, Like Blake Martinez stinks. Correct. Yeah. Everybody else thinks he's a good football player. I know he's not. That's contradicting to what I saw before, but now I don't think he's a good football player. Anyway, so Justin is going, they're ranked one through five, one through six. Some lists say, oh, in no particular order. These are in order. So it's just, they're all written down. I have, I have countless of lists ready to go, all Giants related. And Justin is going to be the one to try and guess in order. Now, if he gets stuck, maybe after a minute or two, I'm going to give him a hint or he could try and look something up if he's quick and swift about it. But, you know, he is, he knows pretty much all my ins and outs of my fandom as a giant, uh, as a giant fan. So I would think this is not, I don't want to say easy because these two lists today, there's a lot of players, but in the future, they might be easy. So without further ado, should we start? Yes. Okay. So snacks pantry. That's what this is. Snacks pantry. It's my pantry, my list. You want to argue with it and fucking argue with it, but I'm going to argue back. Do it in the comments. Leave comments. Do it in the comments. Do it in the comments. All right. Justin. So let's go. Snacks Pantry number one. I ranked six of these guys. One through six. The top six defensive linemen from 2000 to present day since I've been really watching and being a hardcore fan. The top six defensive linemen not named Michael Strahan, OCU Minora, and Justin Tuck, because those three, they are in a class of their own. Leonard Williams. Give it to me, baby. Leonard Williams. <laughs> You're really just pissing me <clears throat> off today. Leonard Williams wouldn't even crack top 50. Go ahead. Nice try. All right. All right. Uh, there are, so there's six of them, right? There's six. There's three that I know that are snowballs. Okay. Do you want Can to start? I, you want to start with one snowball? Let's start with one. Okay. Barry Cofield. Barry Cofield. Ding, 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 ding. Number one, Barry Cofield. Um, honestly, at any position, one of my favorite Giants ever. Uh, I I hated the day that he left um, as a free agent. I thought he was a terrific player, terrific leader. Never missed a game. And I mean, do you get a better celebration than than the Taser? Than the Taser? In the taser? No, you don't. Barry Cofield, baby. Number one in the top six defensive lineman, not named Strahan Tuck OC since 2000. Very good, Justin. So we got, um, you got one snowball F bombs dropping in the first three minutes. We already probably reached our quota. And then that NSFW celebration that you just did right there. What the taser is NSFW? Oh, we, we saw some crotch. We saw some everything. How'd it look? Pretty good. Yeah, well, that's all pretty that good. Thank God. Hey, thank God we're moving to the evening. This is not this is not a morning program. No, it's anymore. not People not a morning program. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's a couple more snowballs here. Number two, Fred Robbins. You really do pay attention to me, don't you? Ding, 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 ding. Coming in at number two, Fred Robbins, back to back. Ultimately, my favorite. Uh, and there's been quite, quite a few in our time very good defensive tackle combos and Cofield and Robbins were at the top of my list. My absolute favorite favorite. Uh, I love Fred Robbins. That was, I always thought that was a great free agent signing. 
back in the day. And he always looked like he was tired. He had bags going down to his pretty much his, the bottom of his nose. That's how tired he looked. Productive player, Super Bowl champion, great giant, great free agent signing. Fred Robbins, number two. It's my goal in life to smoke a cigar with him one day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. He's a big cigar smoker. I, I, fo- I follow him on my Instagram, like my personal Instagram, not even just the Talking Giants Instagram. I follow him my, on my personal Instagram for that reason because uh, he he smokes cigars all the time. And I'm like, oh, I got to tr- maybe try that. I got to maybe try that. Maybe I'll send him some. I, I got I to gotta take inventory of what he smokes and I'll send you him should. some. And then, we like, should hey, have, we, and then we should have Cofield and Robbins on the podcast and then we could smoke a cigar, all four of us together. That's what I was going to say. Then I'll invite him on the show. Okay. So we have Cofield. We have Robbins. Mm-hmm. We have not counting Justin Tuck, not counting OC, not counting Strahan. Correct. All right, so let's jump to a little bit more modern. I mean, all these guys are kind of modern, but let's jump to they a are. more modern lineman that's on the team right now that I know you love, and that is Dalvin Tomlinson. Wow, you are just going straight in order, aren't you? And this one was tough because this may have a little recency bias in it um, because I am the number one advocate for keeping Dalvin Tomlinson over Leonard Williams. If we're keeping one of them, I love Dalvin Tomlinson. I think he's the heart and soul of the current, um, giants defense. And he has not missed. I don't think he's missed a game since he was drafted. Um, no, he is. He is a leader of that team. He's a very good football player and everything he does. I love, he's a great guy off the field. He's, he's a warrior and, just an outstanding football player on the field. So as you can tell, I love defensive tackles. I love those fat slobs. Dalvin Tomlinson, number three. And again, there is some recency bias, I think. But either way, even if he leaves, he's on my list. He's been here. He's been here four years. He's been here enough. He's done his time. He's done his – he's put his, his, his overtime in. I love that man. I hope he's a giant for the rest of his career. Dalvin Tomlinson, number three. No, a lot of people are going to look back and, I mean, not even look back, but a lot of people even look at Dalvin Thompson now as the most important player on the defense because most people are correct. You look at what happens when he's not on the field. And we talk, I talked about that on talking giants and I'm all for like, you know, defensive tackles, specifically run stoppers are replaceable, but the proof is in the pudding when he's off the field, everything does go to shit. So that's a good one. I like that. So this next one is, is kind of controversial and I don't know if you have him on your list, especially it's top six. A lot of people would have him on their list, but there's controversy because you share a similar name. Damon Snacks Harrison. Nope. I agree. Thank I you. agree. Um, yeah. First of all, I have been called Snacks since I was a little kid. And his fat ass probably got called Snacks when he, you know, entered the league. So therefore I've had the name longer. Second of all, very good player for a year. I, you know, he whatever, he was fine. But once things went south, he was crying out the ass. He was a he was a cancer in that locker room. I'm allowed to say that. A cancer in that locker room. And he just didn't seem like he was bringing effort when everything was going bad. And that's not like the the leader he was. And he was also a crybaby on social media, too. Oh, the Giants name. Blah, blah, blah. Shut, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> Damon Snacks Harrison, not even remotely on this list. You're the only snacks in my life. So when people say snacks on social media, I'm like, my snacks? My snacks? They're like, no. no <laughs> like, no, oh, the other oh that's right. There, okay. There is another snacks in the oh, world okay. that may be a little bit more popular than you. I am with you in that regard where I don't like – now, I have a big ego, and I embrace that big ego. You know, I know that I'm awesome. Whoa, what are you, what are you doing? What happened? What happened to you? All good. 
I don't it's know. A shame. It's a shame nobody saw that because <laughs> we have the speaker mode. Um, but it's I have a big ego and I embrace that. So I don't brag about how humble I am. Snacks Harrison would always brag about how humble he is and how hard he works. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like that in a person. Like irritating. Just, just do the work, man. Like yep. I understand how hard it could be to be an NFL player. I'm not one of those people that says you get paid millions of dollars to play a game, blah, blah, blah. I know it's hard work, but like do it. Like you don't need do to it. be the one to right to like tell us how hard it is. I mean, yeah, and that, that's another guy that used to cry about not getting all pro votes and man and uh and pro bowl votes too. Just yeah. just stop. stop. No one cares you were undrafted and you worked your ass off. Half the fucking league is like that. Sorry, I am aggressively cursing. Yeah, you- I, I am the Blake Martinez really threw me off. You are either, I noticed this when you're behind a microphone, you are either up here or you are like down here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're up yeah. here tonight. And I no, love I'm it up though. there. I'm up there. I'm I not love going it. anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. But you're all right. So don't ever, don't ever mention that guy's name again. All right. So we have three. We have three. Cofield, half- Robbins, Dalvin, one, two, three. We're halfway there. Now, this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Linville Joseph, yes. Linville Joseph, number five, yes. Uh, a Super Bowl champion and um, another terrific player. I, I guess you could call the New York Giants defensive tackle university. Yes. Even though it's a professional football team. But we seemingly have great D tackles every year. And Linval Joseph was no different. He was fantastic at what he did. And uh, another guy I was very upset to see leave. I think he signed with the Vikings. I actually think. Um, yes, he did. He did right, and Cofield, I think, signed with the. Red he went on. Yet. He went on to have like all pro. Yeah, no, he got like re- he got even better than he was with the Giants, and um. But I know we had Jonathan Hankins. It was right behind him, so he was kind of replaceable. Uh, but I guess it turns out he really wasn't because he went on to have all pro years with Minnesota. So yeah. Linval is number five. Is Chris Canty on your list? He is not. I was I I made the, the longevity wasn't here. I'm very happy yeah. for the Super Bowl. He was very good for that year, but no. I made the decision. I was I was driving into work this morning, and I made the decision. I don't like Chris Canty on the radio. He's terrible. Terrible. I love Rothenberg. I love when they talk about the Giants, but that show would be terrific if it was Rothenberg and DPHO. Yeah. It would. I'm sorry. sorry. I, like, I, I like Canny, but he just he agrees with everybody, and he just says right yes. too many times. Like, yes, it's that, not good radio. That was my point. Where Canty's not somebody that, like, he's he's just a good guy to bounce things off of. He's not a good like radio co-host where you want that radio where you don't want debate every episode where guys are screaming at each other, but you want differences of opinion. Correct. Um, he doesn't bring it. Yeah. No. So uh, I'm. I feel bad. I I, I listened to him for a long time. And I was like, I don't like, I don't like you. No, he's not good. Not cool. Good. All right. Now this right, is where so it gets you, tough. You got, yes. You, you got two more. Um, you got two more. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. Mm-hmm. This one's early. This is where I get not. So we're talking like 2000 to 2004 is mm-hmm. where I, I don't have, you got I the don't time have a lot right. of clues. You got the time frame right. Yeah, no, this is bad. All right, all right. Let's let's give another hint. Let's give another hint because I don't want to go too long. No. Um, a carpenter, somebody in construction would use this tool, and this was the guy's nickname. Hatchet. No. No, nope, that's not. No. Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. No. Construction worker. Whatever. 
It's a very prominent tool that a construction worker would use. Hammer. Do you know now, his name? All right, Keith Hamilton. Keith Hamilton. Keith Hamilton, big number 75. Yes, he comes in at number four. Uh, again, just the top five are defensive tackles, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Um, Keith Hammer was uh, Keith Hammer. Keith Hamilton, I mean, when I first started watching, he was the guy in the middle. Um, you know, him and Strahan just causing havoc on the on the defensive line. And uh, I felt uh, remiss if I – I would have felt remiss if I didn't put him in because he was an original guy that I, I liked – um, you know, just that big brawly guy. That's just, and he's got the nickname, the hammer, like, come on, you gotta, you gotta respect it. Uh, so he, he's in there at number four and there is one more. And Relative, what number, what number is this? Number five. This is six. Oh, this so is six. Cofield, Cofield Robbins. Yeah. Dalvin, Keith Hamilton, Limbaugh Joseph. And then there's six. All right, and this is the same time frame of 2000 to 2004, right? No, this no. is – no, this is later on. You will get this one. Wow. I'll give you a hint. It's not a D-tackle since there's five of them already. Oh, well, how am I forgetting about JPP? Nope. Whoa. Um, you I know. Don't, you don't like Kiwanuka. Well, uh, it's actually funny because on my sheet right here, I have Kiwi – and then in parentheses, LB question mark. Ah, uh, that's right. Because he, he, I think he was mostly a linebacker or yeah. more so. Uh, I love Kiwanuka. I, I loved him. I thought he got a bad rap. When he was on the field, I thought he was a very good football player. Uh, and I love JPP, and I'm very thankful for that Super Bowl. But I also think that for whatever reason, the last few years, I mean, I get it. He had like two fingers to play with, but just seemed like he was washed. And then you trade him away, and yeah. he's a 12-sack-a-year kind of guy. So I'm kind of salty about that. Um, so JPP not on the list, but he is an honorable mention. Um, you, you got the, the end, the end. He was JPP's uh, teammate. Is it Dave Tollefson? Yeah. Dang baby. Number six, Davey roundhouse, uh, Tollefson. I love the guy again, maybe some recency bias because we were going back and forth on Twitter and I did his roundhouse kick to, Really poor results. Roadhouse. Whatever. But Roadhouse, roundhouse. Sure. Roadhouse, roundhouse, whatever. Same shit. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Um, and I just love the guy. I mean, I love that he's like a kind of a psychotic lunatic. If you've, you guys have interviewed him. Yeah. And you see the tattoos, you see his energy on the field. And he had some big sacks when we needed him most. So Davey T, number six. Uh, so Cofield one, Robbins two, three, Dalvin. Four, Keith Hamilton, five, Limbaugh Joseph, and six, Dave Tolfson. And I just want to throw out some honorable mentions. Cornelius Griffin, back in the day. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, who was a very good player for us. And um, just my, probably my favorite name in Giants history, Norman Hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cornelius so, Griffin had a really good 2000 season. And yeah, he was Cornelius Griffin was a really good football player. Yeah, he was a rookie. Now it was it was one of those he, he pulled a Barry Cofield. Yeah, he went to the Vikings, didn't he? No, no, he went to the to the Redskins. To, yeah, Washington. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, his rookie year was his best year Limbaugh as a went to the Vikings. Sorry. Yes, his his rookie year was his best year as a Giant. Which yes. that's the year that you fell in love with the Giants. Yeah, like true. five five pass deflections, five sacks, and he was second round pick out of Alabama. 
Um, so he came, I'm sure he, I'm, I, well, I don't know if was Alabama, like Alabama in 2000. No, nah, like, I don't think, I don't think no. so. No, no. Alabama was, they, they were kind of off the grid until Saban got back. Yeah. Well, that's got kinda, back, got there. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. A little bit. All right. So very good, Justin. I was very impressed. You, you, you did, you did well Dude, outside of Keith Hamilton, which I, it's understandable. Um, very good. All right. So you want to do one more or you want to just, you want to save them? Let's let's rip let's try to rip through one more. We'll, All right, we'll, so we'll, this we'll one's only speed. top. This one's only top five. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep it there, and it should be pretty easy, or at least a few of them you should get on there. All right. So we did kind of present present day two thousand over the last twenty years essentially. Now these guys, this is my this is my top five favorite Giants, and I wrote pre Strahan era. So yeah. Strahan was drafted what ninety three. Um, we I I started watching two thousand. Justin a few years later than that. Uh, these are guys we never watched ever, but it's from from meeting them, from watching old games that we have watched numerous, uh, from stories that my dad tells me or my grandfather told me or my aunts, uncles tell me, whatever the case, the stories that people tell me about them, um, America's game, stuff like that. So these are the things that I've so I've seen through my own two eyes 20 years down the road. And I carved out top five. Obviously, number one should be pretty easy. So if you want to get that off, you can probably do that. So this is not excluding there is no, the, everybody. Everybody is in play here. Everybody's in play. So Lawrence Taylor, it's a, it's a, on the day that we are recording, not the day that we're releasing yes. this on the day that Happy we're birthday, recording. LT. It's his birthday today. Correct. And Lawrence Taylor, ding, 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 ding is number one. Um, he's the greatest football player of all time. I will say that I've never watched him play, but I will say that till I'm blue in the face. Anybody who says Jerry Rice, the best football player of all time, is an idiot and is more than welcome to uh, find me on Twitter, DM me. I'll give you my phone number. We can get on the phone and we can talk about that. LT is the best football player ever. He changed the game forever and nobody will ever be like him. And it makes me sick to my stomach that people have ever had the balls to fucking compare another athlete to Lawrence Taylor. And if you think that's even remotely acceptable, go listen to Bill Belichick when somebody asked if Khalil Mack is the next Lawrence Taylor. Okay. Just go go and do that. Justin, you can even put the video in here. Oh, wait a minute. We're talking about Lawrence Taylor now. Yeah, I'm not putting anybody in Lawrence Taylor's class. So you can put everybody down below that. that. That's with a lot of respect to a lot of good players now, but we're talking about Lawrence Taylor. Good. Nothing needs to be said. Number two, Phil Simms. Nope. Not on the list. Okay, good. I don't like him as a broadcaster. Never liked him. No. You, I know like him. you know what's funny? I think I like him more as a broadcaster than I did. Well, I never watched him play, so I can't say that. But I like Phil Sims as a broadcaster. I like him maybe, as an maybe analyst. It's, maybe it's – I really think he's a better analyst than Tony Romo. Tony Romo gives oh, you God. the excitement, he and, and he, he, he weeps like a baby. Oh, my God, Jimmy's done! Talking about some guy on the floor injured, <laughs> crushing in pain. He's screaming, Jimmy's done, Jim! No shit, Tony. We're watching a fucking game. God. Like, how insensitive can you be? Same guy. Same guy who botched a 21-yard field, 21-yard field goal to move on to the next round. That's tough. I hate Tony Romo. I think he's a terrible announcer. And anybody who thinks he's good has terrible, terrible uh, hearing. So get that sense checked out. But no. Phil Sims is not on there. The hell with Tony Romo. Who else you got? It's kind of a wild card, but I really like him that I did research on him over the summer. Brad Van Pelt. I love him. Yeah, I know you like Brad Van Pelt, but he is not on the list. Yeah. These five guys are very well known. 
Joe Morris. You met Joe Morris. I did meet Joe Morris, but he's not on there. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. Well, LT takes up one spot. Then the toughest football player, maybe the one of the toughest football players of all time, has to take another spot. Hint, hint. Harry Carson. That wasn't what I was talking about, but Harry is on there. Number five, Harry Carson. Uh, it's a shame it took it took the Hall of Fame committee about 600 years to finally let him in. But Harry Carson, a true gentleman, a true professional, a true blue Hall of Fame New York Giant, um, a terrific career, and really like. With him, or at least from stories you hear, he kind of, you know, him and LT, that was kind of the perfect guy to be in that room when LT was drafted. So Harry Carson, yeah, I'll give him some credit for grooming LT to be LT. Um, Probably deserves none, but either way, he's going to get some on Snacks Pantry. So Harry Carson, number five. I want to get Harry Carson in a room and just have him shit on the NFL. That would be great. Just give me all the secrets about, because he, he, I think he does not look fine. now I I'm, I could be getting this wrong. So let me know in the comments. Like, I, I, you know, we could be getting any of these things that we say about players that we haven't watched wrong. Um, except me, except you, you're, you're, you're right. in all your evaluations, I think Harry Carson, like really does not like the NFL. I think he he's very pro players union. So maybe like that's his connection that he stays connected with the players, but very anti NFL as a business because of how they, they fucked over people and players in like the eighties. And when he basically played where guys were like dying and I hate to bring it up, but that's like the first thing I think of with Harry Carson, other than his play on the field is that he's such, he's such a good guy for the players. I mean, I'd like them to just get him in a room and just trash the NFL. Oh, for like sure. And I mean, he's besides that, the guy should have been first, second ballot hall of famer. He yes. has to wait years. Yeah. I'm sure he years. was also very salty about that too. Which, Absolutely. Which he, Absolutely. Rightfully and so. It's hard to, it's hard to ever blame him for that because he is a surefire hall of fame right. football player. Um, so great point about just, I would love to hear him shit yep. on the NFL too. Uh, but yep. Harry Carson, number five, LT number one, you have toughest, two, three, four. Yeah. Toughest player of all time. I, whiffed on this mark bavaro there you go mark bavaro number two and i wish i had it in front of me but it's downstairs in my man cave um i also met mark bavaro and he is i know he watches this program weekly uh you know i'm pretty sure he does at least all the giants do yeah all the giants do um he's a doofus (laughs) sorry uh i i'm sure it had something to do with getting hit in the head a million times um, but I was at a charity event and just talking to him was like talking to a brick wall. Great. Very nice guy. He just kind of zoned off a lot. That's and part of his allure though. He, that, he, he always see, was like, Oh, you, Justin, you beat me to it. I was just going to say, if he was kind of anything different, I think I would almost have a different vision of Mark Bavaro. Yep. Right. Like you him, can't be, you can't him, be the toughest son of a bitch in franchise history. And be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, oh. sitting there conversing <laughs> up the ass all day long. No, absolutely not. And he and he was exactly how I thought he would be, and I loved it. And he signed my he signed my jersey. It's framed downstairs. He let me wear a Super Bowl ring. It was just really really cool and um, just a great guy. And it's funny, quick story, Mark Bavaro. When he scored in, uh, I think it was ninety or whatever Super Bowl he, where he scored, he did the sign of the cross, mm-hmm. and he did it backwards. It was twenty one. By the way. 21, yes, so he did it backwards. He went right to left instead of left to right. Why did he do that? So my dad asked him that. He goes, why'd you do that? Is it a Greek thing? 
asking like Bavaro, like, are you Greek? Like, why'd you do the sign of the cross that way? And I don't know why my dad even noticed that. I bet you nobody noticed it. I'm, or I'm sure people did, but whatever. It's the first thing you ask him. And he goes, no, I kind of just forgot. <laughs> you forgot to do the sign of the cross this way. So you go a complete opposite way, which if you do the sign of the cross long enough in your whole life, it's second nature. Yeah. To go this way is weird. And he goes, no, I just forgot. And it was, it was just like very funny. So kind of ditzy <laughs> and, and doofy. But a great guy and a hell of a football player. So Mark Bavaro, two. You got three and four left. Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. Honorable mention. Oh, man. Honorable mention, yes. Love Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. And my other two honorable mentions, um, I'll just give you a hint on honorable mentions, even though it doesn't matter, just so you don't guess them. Very exotic names. Maybe not exotic, but great names. And that's really where my honorable mentions came from. So, no. Nope. Oh. Go, go ahead. Sean Landette is a good name, but you met him. Met him. Uh, is but he, he's not on the list. He's, he's not, not even on the list. No. Oh boy, this I, is where I, it gets it's tough. tough. It's tough. It's tough. We talked about a big, a big hit. A big, big oh, hit. Oh, I know. I know. we talked about. Leonard Marshall. Leonard Marshall, number three. Um, every time you see that, that Montana hit, it's just, whew. It gives you it gives you chills up and down the spine. It's like it's that unbelievable of a hit, and really just kind of changed the way Joe Montana played football, the way the Giants were looked at, and everything. Um, so I, Leonard Marshall, I met him once briefly uh, in a in in Paramus in a mall, uh, very briefly. Nice guy, but obviously you know it's brief. You're going in and out, and um, really appreciate it. But it's that hit that sticks to me. So a guy you don't really watch play. You go back and you look at the numbers and whatnot. I think he had 80 sacks with the Giants. And you just remember that hit. And that hit, those plays, like when you don't watch these players in their prime and not being alive for them, you remember certain plays. And that Leonard Marshall hit against Joe Montana is something that resonates with me forever. And I can see it like the back of my hand every single time Leonard Marshall's name is mentioned. So Leonard Marshall, number three. Leonard Marshall had three sacks during the 1986 postseason. He had three sacks during the 1990 postseason, the two years in which the Giants won a Super Bowl. He had a total of seven sacks in his postseason career in 11 games. But his seven sacks came in six, eight games. How do you look? Eight eight postseason games, his seven sacks came in. That's awesome. Think about that. That's incredible. Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny? That is absolutely not talked about enough. No. I don't hear that. And we like, do a history podcast. Yeah, no, we we talked about Justin Tuck's Super Bowl yeah, resume. Yeah, where, was, exa- right, exactly. How Im- unbelievable he was. Leonard yeah. Marshall shits on that. Yeah. I mean, J- Tuck technically has like four sacks in the book, but then we count the five sacks if you include the safety, the safety that right. Tom Brady, but he threw the ball. Um, we had that whole stupid idiot moment last week. What are we, why, why was it counted as a sack yeah, with Tom yeah. Brady fucking through the ball? Um, all right, so last guy. Last, last guy. Um, he was mentioned friend, last week. Good friend to the program, Carl Banks. No, I couldn't do it. I, I, out of respect for you, I couldn't do it. I, I like Carl Banks. We we don't have to act like I don't like Carl Banks. Well, I hold vendettas against – I hold vendettas and grudges against everybody, and right now Carl is on that list. So oh, um, I couldn't do it. So he listed. Like He'd be a, on there. He'd be on there, but I couldn't do it. He listed like a lot of major people. Um, the ha- Hostetler's not there, right? No, no. Hostetler's not there. And you, OJ o- Anderson. Bang! There, you, there go. you go. Boom! Come on! I was telling you we were talking about him last week and how I met him at the at the restaurant that we attend, 
And um, just a great guy, a Super Bowl MVP. He's got the nickname OJ, and he didn't murder anybody. And all around, and he was traded to the Giants from the Cardinals, correct? Am I, yeah, am he, I right? Yes. He was He was like seen as like an old man coming over here. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the Giants had Joe Morris when they traded for him. Yeah, uh, Joe Morris definitely. You know, I mean, he didn't play in Super Bowl twenty five, so whether no. he was on the team or not at that point. No, I think it was. I think he was gone the, yeah. that year, but that's yeah. when OJ really took over. So OJ, a Super Bowl MVP, not a murderer, uh, a great guy. Signed, signed a, a napkin for me, and I still have that to this day. And that is my top five favorite Giants pre Strahan era, and that is LT one, Bavaro two. Leonard Marshall, three, OJ Anderson, four, and Harry Carson, five. And the honorable mentions I just want to throw out there because I told you they all have something in common. It's their names. Pepper Johnson, Mm. Jumbo Elliott, and Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker for the nickname. Uh, Jumbo Elliott is one of the most impressive and beautiful names for an offensive lineman ever. And, you know, Pepper Johnson may spray – pepper spray you when you're on the on the ground sure. in, yeah. the, in the in the dog fight so yeah. um i'm content with this list i'm con- i wanted to put phil mcconkey on because i love phil mcconkey and i met him once and he was probably the nicest athlete yeah he's up there nicest athlete that i have i have met and he's like my height so i really thought that was cool yeah but he wasn't you know he was he was he was great he had a few big moments but um i ultimately left him off so plenty of guys, George Martin's on there that we could talk about. Uh, Bart Oates, another great guy, but no, they, yeah. these, these five stand alone. So that is, that is my five. That is my second snacks pantry. And I feel really great about both lists. There's no debating these lists. No, but- no, these are, these are, this is non-debate. You could try debate, but I'm, I'm coming back after you full force. Leave your list. How about how about this? Let's do this Great exercise. Idea. Great idea. In, in the comments, you can tweet at us or YouTube comments, whatever. Or if you're listening on the podcast app, tweet at us um, at bleeding double underscore blue at snacks underscore BDGE at Justin Panic. Um, tweet us your list of top six uh, favorite Giants defensive linemen of the last 20 years. And then uh, top five Giants or top six, whatever you want. Top six giants of the uh, of the pre Strahan era, yeah, and go back, go back as far as you want. I mean, yeah. I probably would have included a you know a, a Frank Gifford on there. Um, Sam Huff, you I love. Yes, yeah, Sam Huff. I love looking at Y.A. Tittle, even though Tittle. he never he never won a championship with the Giants, which is kind of bizarre. Um, so I would have. I mean, I because we've done some. We haven't done episodes, but I've done like things on social media about like those guys, and we're gonna yeah. get there. We're gonna get there. We got yep. a lot of time. We have too much time. And full disclosure, I could have easily included them, but from what we've talked about and from yes, like from 86 to 90, I think we have a really good idea of the players and the history of that. So I wanted to keep it. I wanted to keep it in that, uh, that kind of generation. So going to the Giffords and the Tittles and the Sam Hoffs, um, not knowing too much would really not work. So I thought yep. this was this was the way to go. But yes, please leave your your 5 your 6 for both and throw out ideas too. What what kind of list do you want to see? Uh I have about 10 or 11 written down. We may not use them all, but always happy to hear any suggestions that you uh I mean, I I'm sure nobody values my opinion, but if you do, 
leave a uh, leave a category and we will make sure to make a list of it. Apparently. Next week. Next week. We it is Valentine's Day. Next week. It is. Is it next Monday? Like on the no, it's a sun Valentine's Day is a Sunday. So we will be on President's Day. We will be coming out with a bleeding blue episode talking about our favorite players that we love. So so snacks. Oh, I give you tough. I, I, I kind of gave you a lot. This is tough. This is tough. Well, no, how about you know, maybe you'll include I know you love Cofield, I know you love Robbins, but this will be solely a list of players that we love, all positions, specifically over the last 20 years. Yes, yes. That's players that's that a good seen. caveat. Yes, it's a good caveat. So I think that's gonna be our our that's gonna be both of us. Not it's not just gonna be a snacks pantry. Correct. Um, so next week it's Valentine's Day. Get thinking about the players that you love. Um and um and listen, I am yeah. probably I could probably I will tell you right now, Colefield and Robbins will be on that list, but I will probably add in two different ones just for sake being because we'll we'll list like 30 players. I think it's no secret that I love them, but you know, yeah. 30 players. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say 40, but Blake Martinez will be on that list. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Not All right. For me. All right. So Keep on bleeding blue. We will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Like, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff. Support bleeding blue kind of new show on the talking giants channel. We're trying to make it work. I love it. We're having a lot of fun. Um, keep on bleeding blue. We will see you next week. Uh, can't wait. <laughs>